Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I'm Jason Evans alongside Kyle Lee. Kyle, it's been a while, man. Whoa. What What's up? <laughs> what was that? got lots of new sounds in the new studio nice yeah yeah we are in uh yeah as yet unnamed new recording studio so if it sounds a little different uh it's because we have a bird aviary uh right next door and so that those are the sounds that that you're hearing well kyle uh you you uh engineered this studio and man built it with my own two hands that's right there's all kinds of buttons um, meters, we got meters, yep. we got buttons, we got knobs, we got doodads, we got whippets, we got a few speakers that are just for looks. Oh, they're not plugged in? They don't have insides to them. Oh, how about that? They're just boxes. Yeah, maybe maybe one of them does. Well, you We have Optimus Prime. Try that out. Yeah, there's an Optimus Prime in here. I mean, this is just a wonderful... Wonderful new space. So, Kyle, thank you so much yeah, for, it was, I mean, for getting it set up. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of work, but do it all for the cast. Ah, well, thanks. Thanks. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you, you listener, for taking the time to download this uh, episode. We've got a great episode for you. And, uh, uh, Kyle, before we, we get to well, our Now that guest, we're sponsored by Gap, I oh, mean, I thought we could. We are? Yeah, according, I mean, did you not see our post on Instagram? The Gap, brought yeah, to you by Gap. I think you misunderstood. I'm already put it in the comments that it was sponsored by Gap. Uh, so. Well, maybe maybe uh, you should go read the blog post about it. Um, and and I just just I just assumed it was uh, Gap started a new line of clothes for creative people. No, no, they haven't haven't got that. But how's your uh, Tetch line coming? Tetch has not taken off yet. Okay. Um, me and me and Stephen. We're trying to figure out how we could let people know it's pronounced Tetch, yeah. just visually. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Maybe like, we could take a book from Keevan, put a line over the CH, but, but I don't know if that really, would mean Tetch. Yeah. Is there a symbol that makes it a soft CH? You know, well, how, of how is, But which one is soft? Ch or K? Well, I thought Ch. Because they're both pretty hard. I well, guess, it's not I don't know. It's Ch. I don't know. What's the difference? That's S-H. Yeah. C-H is ch. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Listener is, out there, uh, if you know the answer, call Kyle and uh, let him know. Is it Because it's like if you could put the word tetch and then in parentheses have like the enunciation or something. Yeah, you could do that. But I don't even know how you say the, the enunciation for it. T-E-T... C-H. Tetch. <laughs> or T-E-T-S-C-H. All right. Well, now now we're on to something. Tetch. So I, I think you need to keep keep working on that. Well, Maybe other we than... just need new letters of other, the alphabet. Other than your clothing line, how are things going? Pretty good. Anything Pretty new in your good. world? Nothing new yet. Wow. My chair is a lot lower than yours. <laughs> that is I just true. noticed you are quite I'm a bit looking lower. up to you. This is like a Jay Leno situation, you know. He would always sit higher, yeah, than uh, power his guests because he wasn't funny, and so <laughs> he needed to be able to sit higher. Have you uh, have you taken part in Conan O'Brien's podcast? I have not. I've heard oh, it is amazing. Goodness. I have always loved Conan. Yeah, and the way he was mistreated at NBC, yeah, is an outcry. Yeah, he. Uh, this is like the format that's really made for him podcasting and it's it's so great because he really doesn't understand it at first he's he's done like 25 episodes now so he's he's getting there but uh his guest lineup is great because it's people who will come on a show and then they'll stick around and record like a 45 minute uh interview and so depending on who it is like if it's a comedian literally all they'll do for 45 minutes is just try to riff with each other just one-liners yeah, after one-liners one -liner. it is uh, have to check it out. it's amazing the dana carvey episode is is a but he gets kind of serious on yeah, them too, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, they'll have real conversations. That's the good part. Um, but but the Dana Carvey episode is great, and the Bill Hader episode. Bill uh, Hader, Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, yeah, Tulsa guy. Um, it, those you definitely need to check out. Um, be warned, there is some language. I feel like I should 
should the, make that. The English language. Yes, the English language. Speaking of, did you see his, uh, I guess not speaking of, Conan's special on Netflix where he's in Cuba? I haven't watched it. Because I, that was also very funny. Was it pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it, but I, but it's on my, my list. Uh, his uh, Conan Without Borders yeah, it was, segments. It was good. The one with... I don't, I, does he go to several different places? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he went he to South Korea and yep. one of them and was on a South Korean uh, soap opera. And, oh, I did not see that. But it was like a serious... Like, so he's there and they're recording the soap opera he has a, ro- a part in, so they show a snippet of it and it's like very serious. And he has to get... He has to say the part in Korean and he has no idea and it's like a hundred takes of him saying trying to say the the line and be serious while doing it and be serious which he's got a pretty serious face so (laughs) i feel like he never breaks well if you it's definitely something you should check out so like he because you'll hear him laugh like legit laugh a lot in in the podcast so it's great well and listener if you're looking for something new uh, i would highly Highly recommend it. But that being said, Kyle, you brought something to my attention uh, before we went on the air that uh, we, we've we helped take John Mark McMillan to a whole new new level. Yeah, he was hardly known before we interviewed him. Yeah, back, back in December. Back in December, it was this little known guy, John Mark McMillan. We, we, we graciously offered him an interview on this amazing platform. And then it seems as though his career skyrocketed since then. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's, I mean, people know who he is now. I yeah, guess. so I'm, I'm watching TV the other day. The trailer for the new Terminator comes on. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, there's some ominous music. I, I've never seen one. I, I have seen one Terminator movie. The one, the first reboot. Anyway, or not reboot, but the so first. number three? The first one that was like, they could use CGI in. <laughs> Where the big CGI naked Arnold runs out. Okay, so I don't know which one that big is. Big CGI but I know young naked about. Arnold. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Anyways, ominous music's playing, and then all of a sudden, this beautiful, golden, leathery voice starts singing. And I was like, that voice sounds familiar. Yeah, and. Come to find out, I'm on Instagram a little bit later, and John Mark McMillan says something about he got to do the music or be a part vocally, be a part of the music for the Terminator trailer. All thanks to the Create Initiative. He that's, didn't. That's he awesome. didn't mention us by name. Oh, he didn't. Okay. But he just said thank you for the opportunity, and I I knew where he was going. Yeah, with that. he was definitely talking to you. Yeah. So, um, well, that that is pretty cool. I mean, that, it's always kind of neat when you. Uh, I mean, not only from a personal perspective, you get to talk to someone, and the next thing you know, they're on these national. Uh, movie trailers, but it's just kind of cool to see someone who's who's you know in the Christian market or the fringe market at best, uh, kind of move over into the, yeah. the popular od- culture. Yeah. Oddly enough, you know we were with Keevan last week, and yep. I heard that he's suiting up for uh, the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night. So oh, he, we've really boosted his career. That's right. And they they listen to the podcast. They're yeah. like, you know what, this guy could probably play some basketball, and. So that's so two he's people going for it. Yeah. That, that's pretty awesome. Two so people we have uh, the moral of the story is you want to be on our show if <laughs> if you're trying to make it. What sound effect was that? There's no labels on any of these sound effects. So just you're just bunch pushing of, buttons. Bunch of waveforms. <laughs> uh, yep, that's. Give me one more. <laughs> wow. Ooh, guess that yeah. sound. That one. A dog. Maybe. There's no labels. There's no labels. <laughs> well, hey, Kyle, I like that sound effect. That Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Kyle, we have a great guest on with us today. His name is Jacob Madden. He's the production director at Victory Family Church in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, I was able to go down and visit him. And, and I always love doing the in-person interviews. Uh, I just think they're they're a lot more engaging. And so Jacob and I had a great conversation. And he really, really revealed his heart behind ministry and leading teams, leading volunteers, and all that kind of stuff. So we had a great time. And uh, we'll just uh, get right to it. Uh, we hope you enjoy this interview with Jacob Madden. Uh, well, Jacob, thank you so much for being on the Korean Issue Podcast. We really, 
uh, really enjoy you uh, taking the time to, to be a part. Uh, just to kind of get things started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at, and uh, maybe how you got started in the creative world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Jacob Madden, and I am the production director at Victory Family Church in Norman. Um, I am married, uh, and I have five kids. Yes, that's five. Um, we like to joke we can't have any more because then we have to get a bigger car because that'll be way too expensive, <laughs> and so we're not going to do that. But, uh, you know, we, uh, my wife and I, we've been at the church since 2016, and uh, been on staff since 2017. And um, man, it's been awesome. I think um, my creative field um, entry point, I guess, is when I was 13, um, I was actually, had just got out of children's church, you know, that when they kick yeah. you out. Yeah. And so you're like, hey, you either have to do something or you have to go sit in big church. And I was like, big church is for chumps. I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> um, I think I was just addicted to the candy. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, ended up started running audio as a 13 year old okay. in the kids church. Not a clue what I was doing is an all in one old PV, you know, system and, uh, learning what the EQ does. Oh, this sounds good. Oh, this sounds like junk. And so, uh, started learning how to run audio as a 13 year old and then, uh, going into youth, started running audio there. Um, I was also heavily involved in all kinds of dramas and skits and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so been really involved, um, man, since I was a little kid, uh, and 2000, Six, I actually had the opportunity to become a youth pastor and so um, became the youth pastor for eight years. My wife always gets on to me because I always forget how long. Uh, I think it was eight years. Um, two she years. Will, of, hold on. She will never let you forget she will how never, long it was. No, because she was there with me the entire way because yeah. she's like, listen, we were in it together. How do you forget this thing? Um, I've got five kids. That's why. And so... Um, so being a youth pastor, of course, you know, you wear the hat of if it's broken, you fix it Yeah, yeah. Uh, because nobody else is going to take the time to do it. So it was a really cool learning opportunity to um, man, rebuild a, our audio system. And someone was like, hey, let's, you know, let's fly our subs. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but let's figure it out. Yeah. And so um, was able to, you know, mount subs on the, the ceiling and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that I was not qualified for. Um, but in the, through the process was able to learn and grow. And, um, then my role shifted into full-time, uh, production. And so I was the all in one production team. Yeah, I was yeah. the social media guy. I was the, um, cr content creator. I was the, uh, you name it. If it was it or anything related, it was my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I was awful. <laughs> I was awful at all of it. Um, but it was, again, it was, it was a learning experience. Yeah. So it was a very school of hard knocks. Uh, I like to say I have a YouTube degree um, from YouTube University because I'm a firm believer if I don't know how to do it, somebody on YouTube does. Yeah. And they've made six tutorials of how to do it. So um, I, that's that's my creative entry point. Well, if, if I can ask... Um why do you say you were terrible at the, the all-in-one con context? Oh, for sure. It was because, uh, you know, going into it and I was on the front end of when social media, I remember um, one of the executive pastors looking at me and said, dude, this new thing called Twitter yeah. just released <laughs> and there's a church that is actually using it for announcements. You've got to get a Twitter. It's going to be the hottest thing out. I'm like, yes. So I signed up and I'm like, I don't know anything about social media. Yeah. I, it's all so brand new. Uh, I don't know any of the Facebook al algorithms and all this stuff that we know now. Um, but it was, again, I, it's all retrospective. Like I look back and I, some of my former students that are actually on staff now, uh, here at Victory Family, um, they like to go back and look at the old stuff and pull it back up. And it's just like this, like you're looking at your high school yearbook again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, this is so yeah. bad. It, it, but you don't know. I mean, it's just a starting point. Yeah. Um, so whether it was good or bad, it was just 
that's where I was. And so, um, I don't know. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. You always look back at your previous work with a, with a little hinge of, uh, uh, cringe, (laughs) cringe worthiness. Um, but, uh, it is always a learning process. And so you, you mentioned YouTube has been your, your educator. I mean, at, at 13, did you have anyone who was kind of showing you the ropes or were you just messing with it? you heard what you wanted to hear type of thing it was very much mess with it until i heard what i wanted to hear yeah um it was our our youth program our youth our uh, kids church was in a old barn um (laughs) completely separate from the church thankfully because anything that i did to make a horrible sound system sound horrible even more horrible um none of the adults could hear it. So it didn't really matter. And kids are super forgiving. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm only here for the candy anyway. So it didn't matter, but no, it was honestly just, uh, Hey, this sounds like junk. You know, if I push, you know, the, the far left EQ all the way up, that doesn't sound good because these tiny little speakers have no low end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it was very much a learning experience, but honestly, even through from, when I was 13 years old in kids church or even in, um, youth ministry, I never really thought that that was what I was passionate about. I just, I just understood it and I did it because mm-hmm. there was a need and not because I was pursuing it. Not until, you know, I was an adult and I was a youth pastor. That's when I really started to actually pursue it again out of need. Yeah. Uh, because someone said, Hey, we need this done, figure it out. And so it was just, well, go do it. And eventually I started calling people and saying, Hey, it's taking me way too long. Or if I can't figure it out on my own, then I'm going to ask for help. Probably could have saved myself a lot of hours of useless cat videos on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but those are, you know, those are fun. Nothing yeah, better sure. than the 2 AM YouTube yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. You're like where, <laughs> where did I start? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, so kind of you, I mean, have you pretty much only done production in the church world? Um, I was, I've done production a lot. There was a 2006, if I can do my math, it's like 14 <laughs> or whatever it was, 2014. I was straight youth pastor. Okay. And so um, leading youth group and preaching every week. And, but again, there was a lot of, production mindedness in through that process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's definitely been a major thing for us uh, yeah. or for me through that creative, you know, mindset. So you kind of, you, you started working in the church, youth pastor, you kind of transitioned into this production role. Um, did you see yourself doing that? Um, not really. I think, you know, as most youth, most youth pastor, former youth pastors at least, would say, I'm going to be a youth pastor forever. Yeah. That was my thought. And, um, but I think it was just a, I, as I grew, things clicked in, in the production world. It was easier. Um, and it sounds terrible because I think, and a lot of times, a lot of people look at, one side of, you know, whether it's production or, um, content creating or whatever it is, it's easy just to look at a computer and say, I do this, I do this, I do this. And it makes whatever I want to happen, Mm -hmm. but there's always a human element. And I think had I not had the youth, youth pastor experience and leading in not just the students, but also the parents. Um, I don't think I would have that understanding of, you know, leading a production team is not always about having my hands on something. It's about leading the people um, and leading people that are volunteering on my team. I think yeah. that's a huge aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's good. And that's actually kind of one thing I really want to focus on for the duration of this interview. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Victory Family Church. I think there's a lot of things you guys do very well, um, not just in the, the media and creative side, but just as a, as a church. Um, but one thing I definitely notice, uh, it, specifically on the production side, is uh, your volunteer teams and, and, and your on-staff team. And But I use that word team very deliberately, like, because when I, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, man, this is a good team. Like everyone, everyone makes it happen together. So with that in mind, um, it, it, 
Well, how many volunteers do you have on your on your production team? Um, there's a lo- there's a big ebb and flow. I would love to say it's a it's always a constant number. Um, I would guess probably around. Oh gosh, I'm thinking just my my side of things. Uh, probably around 60, 60, 60 okay. to 70. Um, and I say it, it flows a lot because seasons of life change. Yeah, We've yeah. got a lot of people that are college students. We're in a college town. And so, um, whether school's in, in session or out of session, you know, they're at home or they're here throughout yeah. the summer. Um, you know, it just kind of depends, but then there's also times where, and this is something that is super healthy is that there are people that they just need a season to rest and season to sit in on an experience. Or there's times where people just say, you know what, this is just not my team and that are not my team, but maybe just to say, this is not the area that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying, cause we, have, I know one of our volunteers, I mean, great guy. He's, you know, one of our fantastic camera ops and just awesome to be around super great personality. And he just looked and said, listen, I just feel like I'm not being a 10 at where I'm at and what I'm doing. And so he actually shifted over to um, our greeters team and has thrived. Um, Him and his wife, they're fantastic at that. And I'm like, if I'm selfish, I will look at him and say, no, I need you to be on a camera. And eventually that's just going to lead to him to be burnout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great, great point uh, just right off the bat. Um, so you, you have about 60 on your team. It moves up and down. How many like in a specific service will you utilize? Um, we will have, so we bring it in three different areas. Um, we have our live production, which we have um, audio, graphics, lighting, and stagehands. Um, we're kind of unique in that our audio team is kind of falls under our worship department. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, we're all in the same front of house, um, area. So we we're all really, really close. Um, and then we have our broadcast. So we have four camera op positions, a video director, a producer, a broadcast engineer, which is controlling our irises on our, um, our fixed cameras. I'm forgetting somebody already or a, a, a producer, which also kind of is overseeing all of the broadcast for quality control, mm-hmm. making sure everything is working correctly. Um, and then we also have our church online, which is a consist of a host, which they are exactly what it sounds like. They host the online chat form, pray with people. And then we also have our online tech, which makes sure that everything is um, captured from our program feed into our online stream. Well, that's so it's a lot. It's so, a lot. <laughs> so whatever that number is, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine just in broadcast. Okay. And then we also have an audio engineer for broadcast. So I don't know. That's a lot. Well, whatever that is, number is. I mean, it's a it, it fits your fits your culture. Yeah. Fits your church size and all that. And so so that just kind of lays the groundwork for what I'd like to kind of talk about. And and so when it comes to building these teams, um, you mentioned people. Well, you mentioned the ebbs and flows, and then maybe some people get burned out. Like, what are some ways that you or the church in general have found that are are super helpful in in recruiting fresh faces? Oh, absolutely. In the volunteer stream. Yeah. And I think that's a definite must. Um, here at Victor Family, I know that we have what's, I don't know if it's unique to us, um, but we have a full, um, our church offers a uh, class called Get to Know. And that's, you literally just get to know the church. So you get, first thing you do before uh, you ever, you know, volunteer anywhere is you hear the heart of the pastor, hear the heart of the church know what you're connecting to. Uh, you get to do a personality test, a spiritual gifts test, all that kinds of stuff. Um, we also do background checks um, as a part of that process. And regardless of whether you are serving in kids ministry, parking, I mean, whatever area, everybody does the background mm-hmm. check. Um, and then once they are uh, a part of the team, if they're, they're okay, their background check clears essentially. <laughs> um, 
then they get part of, put on the different teams. And I think the biggest thing is we have to realize, um, I, I would say the first thing we have to do is we have to get our systems on paper. Um, no matter what size the church is, no matter um, if you have a get to know class or whatever it is, there has to be a system of this is how you join the team. Mm-hmm. And it has to be on paper because um, I remember my first job was being a bagger, the guy that puts the groceries in the bags at Albertsons, mm-hmm. which is not even around anymore. Um, but I remember I didn't learn from a person. I learned from a video. Okay. And so it was a consistent training method. And I think that's a lot of times we lose it is we don't have a same consistent training method for every time. Mm-hmm. No matter what that looks like, if it's not on paper, it doesn't exist. That's one of the isms that we have here on staff. You know, if it doesn't, it doesn't exist if it's not on paper yeah. somewhere. Um, because it's duplicatable, um, you know, we have to expect that we will not be here at some point, but the system can be established and outlast us. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy thing for leaders to look at and say, my first thing I've got to do is I've got to get my systems on paper. And if you're not a systems person, um, I would venture to say your team is probably not super healthy because they're all kind of human nature is always to revert to what's natural which is usually what's lazy. And, and I hate that. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're actually, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is what it is. And people want to be lazy and it's not that they're bad people or that they don't love Jesus. They love Jesus and they love people, but we're going to take, that's why when you see sidewalks and you see the dirt path in between on the corner, mm-hmm. it's because people want to always take the easiest path. But as a team, you have to have a set system of here's what we do. And most importantly, here's why we do it. Um, I think a checklist for everything. So we have a, on every position coming into uh, each, our each Sunday experience, we have a checklist and a planning center sheet laid out at each position. Um, and each checklist has a VCV marker because a checklist is meant to be checked, yeah. not just to look at and say, okay, disregard, like check the boxes and make sure you are doing everything so you don't miss it. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we get stuck in a habit and you don't, you forget to do something. And that's the one critical element that you miss that makes the whole experience happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to have a checklist for everything. Um, you know, that tells you, uh, I think if you have a set experience time, um, you know, you have a, uh, you understand what is your call time for Sundays. You have an expectancy of what to wear. Um, you have an expectancy of what the time commitment is. Um, I think a lot of times where burnout happens is when we have, um, an unrealistic expectation of people to say that they're going to serve every week for the next eight years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so unhealthy and we're doing people a disservice when we say you're going to run graphics until forever, uh, until Jesus comes back. Yeah. And I think if you say, Hey, listen, my, and I, and I go in with everybody on my team and just say, listen, my goal is that you serve once a month. We have between our, our setup here at, at the church, We've got a lot of experiences happening on a Sunday. In one auditorium, we have four, uh, three, and another auditorium, we have another three. So there's a lot of positions. Yeah. And to expect people to serve so much is just unrealistic. So if you come in with the, on the front end and just say, listen, I'm, I'm hoping that we have enough people on our team that you can serve once a month. If that's the case, then great. But until then you're my only guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I need you to help me recruit somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a huge thing is just saying I've got all my systems because people like simple, um, especially in the production world, man, you look, you're so, um, bogged down with all the lights and the technology and the cost of everything. Everything is simple Mm -hmm. when you have it on paper and it's a checklist and you say, whether you've done this or not, follow this checklist 
and I'll be right here. I'll be close by. If there's any questions, you got this. I can help you. You got this. Um, I would say another thing um, is I would say figure out your why. Figure out your why for your team. Um, there's a lot of mission statements in the church world, and a lot of a lot of places have a, um, a a mission statement. But I think mission statements and Simon Sinek says figure out the why. Mm-hmm. It always starts with a why. Um, as at VFC, our mission statement, our why is we exist so, so that people who are far from Christ will come to know him and those that know him may grow in him. And I think that's something that we have to remember is we're doing this for a reason. We have a purpose in clicking this button mm-hmm. while running graphics. It's not just so that we can make, so people can read what the song is, there's a purpose. And we have to remember every Sunday we play a part in somebody's salvation story. No matter what position you are, even if you're coming in throughout the week as an admin and you're just cleaning off keyboards, um, you're making sure that batteries are in the mice. You're making sure all these different parts and the elements of the production world is happening you're playing a part of somebody's salvation story. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing that we miss is we get bogged down and say, oh, I'm just here clicking the button. It's not that big of a deal. But as soon as we start having that mindset of it's not that big of a deal, then we lose sight of the why of what we're doing this. Yeah. And I always like to think of, and I, again, I'll, every once in a while, I'll tell my team a story. And I'll literally just make it up off the cuff. And I'll just say, hey, guys, this is a complete fake story, but I want to keep the why in front of us. Today, John and Amber are going to come to uh, uh, church today. John has been struggling with alcohol. Man, he's just, he's, he's trying to find his purpose or, um, you know, he's just really been down in, in depression. And, man, Amber's been praying for John for so long. And today he finally decided to come to church. He finally gave in and said, you know what? I'll give it a try. And from the moment they pull in on the park in the premises from whenever he walks up and he's greeted with a smiling face, walls are being torn down. When he walks into an experience and he says, you know, I don't know any of these songs, but Oh, they've got the words up on the screen. And this Walls are being torn down. Mm-hmm. The, man, this music is, sounds really good. You know, I've got a good sound. Not, it's not a Metallica sound, but it's comfortable. <laughs> um, it, it, walls are being torn down. When the pastor's microphone actually works and the batteries don't run out midway through the message and that everything <laughs> flows smoothly and all, the, all of the graphics and all the pictures and everything is done with excellence, walls are being torn down. And at the critical moment when the salvation opportunity happened, John raised his hand and he said the salvation prayer. And guess what? Today, he's going to come to know Christ. And you know what? Why that's going to happen? Because every one of you have a part in knowing that you did your job in playing the part of somebody's salvation story. You have that. You have that reward. Well, I, I mean that a that's just a powerful story. <laughs> like, yeah, and so I mean I can see how that would motivate people to to make sure and do their part, and 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 knowing the why and remembering the why is is essential. Um, and so I I think those are great great methods. You often don't think about the the fact of you know just having a good clear sound can impact somebody's oh. ability to receive the message. You know. Like you just don't, you don't think about it constantly. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, especially in the church world, we, we do a disservice in that if we have an expectation of going to a concert, whether it's secular or Christian or whatever it is, or we go to the movie theater and we paid $27 mm-hmm. for a movie ticket and then $36 for our popcorn bucket. And if everything's not flawless, you're upset. Well, you're ticked off. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to let somebody know, like, listen, that was awful. 
even if it was a one or two little mistakes. And yet we come into the church world and we think that the, the person that doesn't know Christ, ah, they'll, they'll forgive us. It's just church. And we go in with this expectation of it's, it's not that big of a deal. And it is mm-hmm. the salvation story. And the, you know, the person that's up on the pulpit preaching, you know, that person is not the only participant you know, that's not their only, you know, they're not the only one that's solely responsible to lead people to Christ from the greeters to the parking lot team or, you know, anywhere in between, you know, kids team that's checking kids in. Everything has a part of somebody coming to know Christ because they, people that are outside the church world have an expectancy of excellence. Uh, and if you don't have that culture of excellence, put things on paper and say, this is the bar mm-hmm. and not like that. You're trying to take, you know, light years, just make it simple. Just yeah. say, we're going to make sure that their batteries don't run out midway through the experience. It's that simple. Just replace the batteries beforehand. Yeah. You know, and little things help bring the excellence and the, because the details actually do matter. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's great. And, and it's, like I said, it, it's so easy to lose sight of that sometimes. And, and especially like for you, for you, like in a leadership role, like you can get so bogged down in the, I've got to have someone here and I've got to do this and this has got to happen. And that's got to happen that even for you, I imagine it can be tough to remember the why, you know, every Sunday, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, one thing we celebrate wins. I think yeah. that's something that, uh, whatever team you lead, or if you're even just a part of a team, celebrate the wins. I mean, there's nothing more humbling when you're sitting at um, the graphics. And it. trust me, we're all guilty. Because when the pastor says, every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, and you know, you have that salvation, of course, and, everybody's looking around. Yeah, of and course. you're grabbing your phone. Yeah, and you're <laughs> grabbing your phone or whatever, and you're making sure, okay, after this comes up, you know, uh, make sure you're on this point, you know, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you're giving instructions. But there's something humbling, and I encourage anybody, any leader, any volunteer that's listening, this Sunday when your pastor gets up and has that salvation opportunity, be praying for the hearts of the people that are in that room, the people that are listening, because that is the moment that you've done all the work for. all the Everything that has led up to that one moment when the heart is ready and is saying, I'm going to follow Christ. And you know what? Be in prayer, but look around. Mm-hmm. I encourage you. Maybe do it discreetly. <laughs> but <laughs> when you see people's hands raised, even if it's one, even if it's the same teenager that has got saved for the last six weeks in a row, look around and see the person that is coming to know Christ because that right there is fuel to motivate you more than anything else is seeing your work have a result. I, I think that's great. And I've, we, we're recording backstage behind your, your stage. So uh, we're having a little bit of music uh, being being played for us, which is awesome. It's no, uh, it's just this adds. Is, you know, you were doing your altar call. Just this now, is the altar so. call moment, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hey, uh, before before we wrap up, I do want to talk about maybe a couple just quick practical practical Absolutely. things. Um, what are ways you you mentioned? You know, put it on paper. If it's not on paper, it doesn't exist. Yep. Uh, the checklist. Um, when it comes to the production side of things, maybe it's the the video switching, camera ops. Uh, 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 audio engineers, whatever it might be, do you? What do you guys use to train? Like, how do you train those volunteers? Yeah, um, I think one, you have to understand people learn differently, so you have to be able to understand if it's on again, not on paper, it doesn't exist. Having something written out, no matter what form it is, is is bare minimum before you spend any money. Um, you know. Typing it up yourself is simple. Mm. Um, make it look clean. Make it look nice. Um, laminate it and get that you know set in stone. Um, then I think for us, we actually have a online video uh, training system that we are using. Um, we are in, we're actually in the process of 
shifting to a new platform okay. called Ministry Grid, um, which that allows, again, same thing when I was a kid and I was at Albertsons, um, I watched a video and that was able to train me how to do stuff. It was consistent training. And again, you don't have to have a, a platform that does all the bells and whistles. You can get your iPhone and what you have available audio may not be great, but you can say, Hey, here's how you do this. You mm-hmm. can even do it yourself. You don't need a gimbal. You don't need all the, all the gadgets. Just use the tool that you have and record yourself or have somebody stand there and say, Hey everybody, I want to let you know, here's how you turn on the soundboard. Yeah. You turn it on in this order. You click this button and then this button or, Hey guys, here's, um, another great thing we have is, uh, we use ProPresenter, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of churches do. Uh, ProPresenter has every video training you will ever need. And all you have to do is go find it and link it and send it to your team and say, watch these videos. This will get you everything you'll ever need to know about ProPresenter and more than what we even do here at the church, but you'll have the knowledge. Um, again, it's all about consistent training. Um, we have we have a process of how we join the, have people join our team. So we actually do once they've done the get to know class, they have, um, the first thing they do is they get an onboarding to the production team. Um, it's a orientation, everything they're expected, you know, for whatever location they're Mm -hmm. at. And then also they go through, uh, two observations, which are literally just sit and watch, sit in the front of house, Try not to breathe down somebody's neck and just get taking the experience of running graphics, lights, whatever it may be. Um, do that twice. And then we do two hands-on, which is non-live experiences. Okay. A non-live experience is just that. So a rehearsal, um, you have times where the band is rehearsing and the worship team is singing. You're going to have a, a lyric person sitting there and or a graphics person going through all the lyrics and trying to make sure that they stay on timing and they get the feel of what the song feels like. Um, or if you have a pre-recording of a worship set, you can play that and then somebody can sit there with that mm-hmm. new person, the new volunteer and actually say, okay, here's what we do during this time. Um, and then once they get on there, then they get in uh, to our, our team. So cool. I mean, it's, a, it's great to have that process. Um, and it seems like, I mean, obviously the, that's a, there are quite a few steps in that, mm. but, um, at the same time, it doesn't sound like you're afraid to, to put people in places rather quickly Absolutely. in terms of just getting them, you know, involved. Well, I mean, if I looked at you and just said, Hey, you've never done this before, but here's a jackhammer, go for it. Like I'm going to do some damage. Yeah. Guarantee I'm going to do some damage. But I could minimize the damage if I you give me just a quick heads up of what I'm doing. I think a lot of times as leaders, we are such we we get ourselves in a pinch because we have nobody and we're trying to do everything on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're willing just to throw anybody and everybody. Hey, I can train you in five minutes. That's my famous line. I can train anybody to run anything in five minutes. But really they're just going to do a lot of damage yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's awful. It's an awful way to lead because people don't like that. People don't like to be set up for failure. Yeah. They know that if they can be successful, um, and feel confident, man, they're, they're going to be bought in for the long, for the long term, not just for the short term that you just needed somebody to fill in the gap. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, you know, just as we kind of wrap up, Jacob, uh, I often ask our guests, like, uh, if they have any words of encouragement for people who, who do what you do in the church. And, uh, you know, do you have any words you would, you would like to offer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing is know that you're not alone. And um, there's, there's tons of resources out there for you to, to learn, to grow, um, I think as a leader, you have the ability to grow your team. The only thing you have to do is ask. When you ask people, you'll be surprised 
when you have the systems down, when you have your why down, and you look at people and you say, hey, do you want to join this team? And here's why we do what we do. I think you'll be surprised that you don't have to do everything on your own. You don't have to be the content creator slash social media uh, slash this, slash this, slash this. You don't have to wear all those hats. Be okay with being okay with some things and know where your tin is. Know where the one thing that you are the best. Because when you know that, when you're self-aware as a leader, then you can bring other people in and let them be better than you but you can lead them. You can lead them as a team and make the why of the church happen, which is ultimately for people to come to know Christ. We want to thank Jacob again for being on the show. It's such a great conversation. Go follow him on the Instagrams and the the Twitters and whatnot. Uh, he's a great, great dude. So loved having him on the show, Kyle. Me too. That was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was it was very good, very heartfelt. Um, well, Kyle, we need to get out of here, but before we go, uh, we need to mention the Create Initiative Film Festival. How's your How's your project coming along? Oh, it uh, totally derailed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in a lot of legal trouble now um, for uh, some unauthorized filming of um, people on private property. Okay. And so was Mr. Ramsey involved? They did not consent, and so uh, it was more, you know, one of those undercover sting operation type things, mm-hmm. uh, Borat style. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to skip out on entering this year. So (laughs) that's no good. Well, we hope that you will consider entering and not do something like Kyle uh, has done. Uh, The Create Initiative Film Festival is July 23rd at Circle Cinema in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the entry deadline to submit your work is July the 8th. So you have to get your work in by July 8th. And you can get all the information at createinitiative.org slash filmfestival. And Kyle, this is probably my favorite event of the year. Uh, we have categories for video narrative, video testimony, uh, kind of sermon bumper promo type stuff. Then we have design categories for promo materials, uh, general open design category, marketing stuff. Um, so uh, a lot of fun categories. And we always have a lot of fun videos uh, and, and design works submitted. So even though you can't submit, Kyle, Legally, um, I legally, cannot. Legally, you can't. We hope that everybody else uh, would consider uh, putting some some work uh, our way. And it can be completely original. It can be something that maybe you produced within the last year for your church. Uh, whatever it is, it, it, it is welcome. Uh, so as long as you're not doing something illegal like yeah, I can still do a human video if you want to open up that category. Well, I mean, you can do a performance live there if you want. Like, we'll we'll begin the evening. Video. Yeah, we'll begin the evening with a, a human video by Kyle Lee. I've got a really revolutionary idea about uh, for a human video where a uh, guy in a white t-shirt is fighting a guy in a black t-shirt, representing okay. Jesus and Satan. You know, yeah, yeah, guy in the white ends up with his arms out, head down at the end, like he's on a cross. Yeah, never yeah. been done. No, I don't think I've ever seen that before. In human video, so I mean, I, I think that would be great. Set to uh, uh, Heart of a Champion by Carmen. Heart of a Champion? It's just Champion, isn't it? What's well, Heart of a Champion? I don't know. Does Carmen doesn't have a song called Heart of a Champion? I mean, he probably does. Every time I try to get out of GarageBand, it just starts playing something. <laughs> Let's see. Heart of a Champion. That is the fifth studio album by American rapper Paul Wall. Yeah, that that would be a great human video. Probably not. Yeah, he's got one heart of a champion song by Carmen. I, I probably cannot play it. No, it, it probably, ah, probably wouldn't be good. Maybe we could link it. Yeah, we'll, licensing we'll link for him in the show. Dirt notes. cheap. Well, you know, he's still doing it. He's still going to local churches. Our our guests on episode one of season seven, Richard Smith, they had him. Uh, at their church back in December, and uh, he, has, he has a few stories to tell. So um, if you want the scoop on Carmen, talk to Richard Smith. He would love to to enlighten you. 
Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. Heart of a champion. I, I've just when you're out there on the edge and the odds you face are life and death. When your back's against the wall and your rival thinks you're gonna fall, you've got to have the heart of a champion. Never heard that one. It's like heart of a champion. <laughs> oh yes, that that is amazing. Well, hey, if you want to see Kyle perform a human video that has never been seen before. Uh, come check out the film festival. It's totally free to submit. It's free to attend. We'll have a tab at the concession stand, get your popcorn and drinks, and uh, let's have a really fun evening. That is July 23rd at Circle Cinema in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you can get all the info if you click on the show notes. So, Kyle, yeah, do you got I any- will, Yeah, I will be obviously performing the Satan part, the mm, black oh, shirt, okay, okay. obviously, and uh, the part of Jesus will be performed by no other but... Carmen Lissiardello. Yeah. Otherwise, just known as Carmen. Uh, Carmen. Lissiardello. Yeah. Lissiardello. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know if I've ever heard it. Lissiardello. There we go. There we go. Well, Kyle, uh, other than your your infatuation with Carmen, do you have anything else you would like to to throw our way before we get out of here? I don't think so. There was something I was going to say earlier, but I forgot. Should have wrote it down. Well, maybe we can uh, save it for the next episode. Which, by the way, Kyle, we've been taking listener Q and A questions. I guess it's a little bit redundant, wasn't it? Q and A questions. We've been doing having, depends on what the Q is. We've for. been receiving listener questions, and so uh, in our next episode, we are going to answer those questions. And so we've got uh, a few good ones and uh, it should be just a great time. So uh, that'll drop in a couple weeks. And until then, I'm Jason Evans and that is Kyle Lee. We will see you later.